Welcome to the Preacher and the Catcher podcast, a show designed to make you think. This isn't a religious show and neither is it a sports show, regardless of what the title might suggest. These are real conversations that everyone should be having. No topic is taboo and every perspective is explored. Now here's another great episode of The Preacher and the Catcher. and the catcher my name is Devin Goff I'm the preacher and that is Brian Johnson the catcher I don't know if my finger was right you know we're trying are you are you to that way or are you another way no, you're on my screen I'm on top of you because I'm always ahead of you <laughs> a little bit higher always a little bit higher now you need to fix your view we should be side by side one and on all one right. another all right I'll worry about that later we're sorry folks we're trying to do something new we figured we'd come to you since it's been such a long, long time. And now you're leaving. Never mind. That's an old song, but we won't worry about that. Um, you know, it's been a long time since we've been in front of you or come to you in the podcast world because, well, there's been a little thing called the coronavirus that has uh, kept us from uh, being in the studio together. And I don't want to... I don't want to say it as a flippantly thing or make light of it because it is very serious. Um, I, I myself have had personal uh, people that I have known personally that have lost their lives to the coronavirus. And this is the first time that Brian and I have been uh, together in this virtual space to do the preacher and the catcher. Uh, but we thought, you know what, it'll be a good time to just get back out there, put some content so people can, consume and hopefully bring some joy and laughter to people. What do you say, Brian? Yeah, that sounds great. We, uh, you know, we try to be respectful of the moment for a while. We try to just, you know, focus on family being safe and, and, uh, and not worried about doing our show. But, uh, you know, after time, we, we, we kind of missed it. We wanted to get back to it. So uh, we decided to revamp it, kind of do it live video and also do audio um, with the under underdog network uh, who have been very good to us so we're gonna do uh do both things at the same time and, and see if you guys like it well you know they told me that i only have a face for radio but now, <laughs> <we're> putting, <laughs> but now we're putting this mug all over on facebook live and uh well i don't feel so bad because i get to have you make me look good uh right alongside me or above me whatever your view is uh brian there's been so much that has happened uh, here on The Preacher and the Catcher, I thought it would be befitting if we would kind of just unpack the world of sports in this first episode back. Yeah, I agree. We got Tom Brady down in Tampa Bay. What That's a, and Gronk follows him down there. He, That's so, going to be fun to watch. So he came out of retirement to follow Tom his old did, crony. Yeah. To, uh, to I see he came out of retirement to follow his old crony Right and uh, all, also that they can stick it to the man Bill Belichick, and show him <laughs> that you are not the reason that, right. <laughs> that that we won all those championships. It was me and the boy with the golden arm. What What are your thoughts about this? Oh, it's gonna be fascinating. They already have a good team. Um, they have, they, you know, they struggled with their uh, with Jameis Winston as their quarterback last year, who has 
immense talent, but is prone to immense mistakes at the same time. So he's Both an it- on the field and off the field. Yeah, unfortunately. unfortunately. Um, but it seems like there's a lot of good stuff in there. There's a lot of good bones in there. Um, he just needs to put it all together. Maybe, maybe this time around, you know, having a hard time finding a job, maybe he can, uh, you know, mature a little bit and, and really get and really show what he can do. I, I like the guy. Um, I just like to see him do, you know, a lot better um, and really, you know, put his best foot best foot forward, uh, especially on the field. But um, Tampa Bay is going to be fascinating. Uh, you know, I'm a big Lions fan, so Lions and the Raiders are my two teams. But um, Tampa Bay is going to be really interesting to watch. And there's a whole lot of good stories coming out of the NFL. One is, are they going to be able to stay healthy? Are they going to be able to have a season? Well, that's what I was getting um, ready to ask. I mean, are they really, really hard? Are we, are we really even going to have a season? We just got word, literally just got word, that the Big Ten uh, Conference for the NCAA, they have decided to cancel this year's football season. So uh, people in Michigan don't have to worry about getting beat up by Ohio State. And, uh, <laughs> and anybody who wants to use their Saturday afternoons for staying on the golf field in the fall or the golf course in the fall, they can do so because there is no football for the NCAA, in the, at least in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. Uh, you know, as we speak, baseball has been trying it. Basketball has been trying it to – uh, basketball's done the unique situation of, of, of doing a bubble. You know, I think, that, I, I think they're showing that Adam Silver is a – he's a genius. leader among leaders. Yes, he's a genius. And what I love about Adam Silver, you know, especially, is that he works with the players. Yeah. There's, there's camaraderie with the players. There's a working relationship there. Yes, the, you know, owners have to look after their interests, sure, and the players have to look after their interests, absolutely. But – I mean, the players are running that league, but they're in partnership with the owners and partnership with the commissioner. We just are not seeing that in any of the other professional leagues. And it's fascinating to watch. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, you let, what are they, you know, let the, the inmates run in the, you know, the, the, the whatever it is, that's the prison. I can't remember the analogy, but, you know, there was a lot of people that, that thought the NBA was going to fold and be terrible because the players were so high profile and had so much power in their, you know, where they go and how much they get um, and, and, and they're, you know, which is insane. It's unheard of in professional sports to be able to, to, to be able to control your destiny as much as the NBA guys have done. And it is, it is amazing. The NBA is doing fantastic. fantastic. I, I love that system. I love the way it's set up now in the NBA. So, I mean, what's happening in Major League Baseball? I mean, you know, uh, the Marlins – uh, their whole team, it would seem like the whole day after day, they kept coming out with more and more numbers. It was an increased number of people that uh, had contracted the virus. And uh, then they, then other teams were opting out of playing against them. I mean, I had never heard of such a thing in professional sports where you could opt out and say, no, we don't want to play that team because there's yeah. not a thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. And, you know, all this stuff we've never really seen before, but excuse me. You're right with with the Marlins, and now the Cardinals and have also had a mass infection happen. But the reality is, is it was going to happen eventually. It's going to happen to the NBA guys. It's going to happen to the NFL guys. The question is, how do you respond to it? The NBA again has seems to be the best 
uh, platform in which to do that because they have a, a bubble. Baseball, what they're trying to do is have, which is I think baseball and the NFL are going to try to do the same thing. They're kind of saying within our uh, training facility, within our stadium, we're going to have trying to have a bubble within there. Um, so we'll see. And, you know, I think the NBA model is is great, but it's only for a short period of time. You know, the NFL is going to try to run a full length season. That would be really hard to do in a bubble. So uh, I, I just think it's it's going to be really neat to watch all these things play out and see how they do. I mean. I can definitely understand the guys wanting to opt out. The, the, the NFL's had 60 different guys as of yesterday, 60 different guys opt out, choose not to play. Completely understand that. But at the same time, I can also understand guys that say, you know, this is, this is going to be in our lives for years now, for at least a year or a couple years until we find a vaccine. And even when we find a vaccine and COVID-19 may be conquered, we're going to have another. We had the, the, the mirrors, uh, 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 you know, before we've had other things before we've been warned for decades that, hey, at some point, our country is going to be hit with a COVID-19 like disease that that kind of hits everywhere. Um, so this is this is we've been we've known this was coming. Unfortunately, our leadership, our, our federal government leadership is not doing the job, but that doesn't negate the fact that we've known this has been coming. So now that it's here and we've not dealt with it very well at all the goal is to deal with it better going forward. But the point is, it's here. The point is, this is modern day society. All the other countries in the world are also having to deal with this and make adjustments to how they do things. And I bring it all the way back to the sports. I can see the sports wanting to try to play. Do you have a problem with sports trying to play? Well, that's a loaded question. Um, do I have a problem with the sports trying to play? With no fans in the stands. With no fans in the stands. You know, at first, I was, I was probably silently, but in my head, critical of some of the thoughts and statements that Kyrie Irving was putting out mm -hmm. about sports returning in this climate. And when I speak of this climate, I'm not just talking about COVID-19, but I'm also talking about the racial injustice, the civil unrest that has just swept over our nation yet again, um, starting back at Memorial Day weekend with the um, public lynching of yeah. George Floyd. And all that came out of that, um, you know, Kyrie made some very strong statements that we don't need to project something that can potentially act or serve as a distraction for what's going on. We need all hands on deck. We need every social influencer, every leader in every industry to cry loud and spare not is essentially what he was saying uh, to begin to put pressure on communities where there is a higher rate of, of police brutality, largely in brown and black communities. Uh, so when you ask the question, you know, do I think that this is a time where sports should be at play? Uh, given, you know, what, what we're going through, my mind kind of looks at a little bit broader than just COVID-19. And while COVID-19 brings about its own level or own uh, uh, a slew of complexities, um, I do think there's something to be said about 
uh, sports kind of picking back up and continuing uh, in quote unquote business as usual environment um, in the midst of racial injustices that are going on in our country. Now, do I think that some, some, some leagues have gotten it right, or at least they are attempting to get it right with various uh, steps being taken, uh, such as allowing the players to put whatever it is they want within reason uh, on their backs with the uh, phrase Black Lives Matter appearing on the court, uh, with allowing players to be able to express themselves under the act of freedom of speech during the national anthem and taking a knee. Um, you know, all these things that, of course, have come out uh, that, you know, Colin Kaepernick became the, the, the sacrificial lamb, but now we're seeing everyone else uh, be able to, 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 to be partakers of a freedom that he fought so hard for and, and for the most part uh, died on the hill in terms of his professional career. Um, so do I think that there should be sports in the midst of this? I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I've landed, Brian, on what, what, what I really feel. I think there's a, a mixture of two. I, I think I'm happy, but I'm also, I'm also a little confused, you know? So I completely can understand and respect that. And actually, I agree. I, I'm kind of a mixture of both as well. I had always thought from the beginning, and I still feel it's going to be very hard for Major League Baseball to finish this season. I kind of hoped, let's just make 2020 a wash. Let's just not play any seasons and just start up in 2021. Um, and I was thinking more from a health standpoint, but, but also you're right. The George Floyd situation ignited something very different. And hopefully, you know, this is going to be a movement, not a moment, not a moment. Um, so I completely agree. And I agree with what Kobe, uh, I'm sorry, Kyrie Irving said. Um, so I agree with that, but I, it's a mixture of both. I, I see, you know, when I go to work every day, I see the joy in people's faces being able to talk about their local team doing stuff. So I get that from a fan standpoint. I get that. I think uh, players, I think there's a lot of players that want to get out there and do their normal thing. Um, you know, and try to create, try to find some sense of normalcy in this very strange, strange year we're, we're having uh, since COVID-19 came into play. So I can get that too. I think there's, as you say, and we've talked, we're talking about there's a lot of different ways to look at this, and, and it doesn't seem like any one answer is, is well, you can say what's right or what's wrong. For me, you got 156,000 people that are dead. It's really not a time to, to have entertainment for me. So that's another point um, that I think we probably agree on as well, is that, I don't know, it seems selfish to a certain extent on the, on the league's part, um, you know, but uh, there's, so many, there's so many ways to look at this. Uh, I tend to be a little sympathetic towards the leagues because, you know, like after 9-11, there was some time off and they came back and it provided some hope, some, provided some, some distraction from the, the bad stuff that had happened. I don't know. It's yeah, you know, I, you know, it's interesting because, you know, and, and, and you just you, – you said something that, that was thought-provoking, you know, in terms of, um, just the entertainment factor. I mean, you know, when you look at the entertainment industry as a whole, not just sports, but music and film. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially music, because it's something that I do know quite a bit about. 
but there were some great songs that were birthed out of moments like this. There was great sure. mu you know, uh, music became the underscore of, 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 of the soundtrack of our lives and the things that we were going through during various periods of time. Um, I don't know if I, I could be wrong, but I don't know if sports provides that same type of uh, uh, release or outlet. However, uh, I do think because when, because when you're talking about the entertainment aspect, you're not just talking about um, the consumer side of it. You have to also look at the uh, content curator side of it, which are the athletes. Yeah. Which are the people that have an express gift, an expressed amount of talent. Um, we need to be able, we need to also be able to provide, you know, a sense of, of, of uh, or an outlet for them as well, for yeah. them to be able to contribute to society in the way that they are gifted to do so. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think there is a little bit of a, of, of a balancing act, um, a little bit of a give and take. Uh, but I do think that there, you know, I think there are some pros and cons on both sides of the conversation. And uh, depending on who you talk to, uh, of course, we have to be careful about politicizing things. Right. That seems to be the natural uh, inclination or just the natural proclivity to do. Uh, everybody wants to make it either a red thing or a blue thing. Um, but, I, but I do feel strongly that, you know, we have to, we have to show uh, some sensitivity, most of all, some empathy on both sides and really do kind of what we've always, you know, projected that this show would do is bring, you know, a diverse collection of thoughts to the table and uh, respectfully listen and, 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 and hear what other people have to say who may not look or even think like us. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, well said. Let's pivot a little bit, but you brought it up. Let's bring up the, the kneeling at the national anthem for the NFL specifically, because remember a year ago we had, uh, or uh, more than a year ago, I can't remember how long, two, two years ago. Two and a half, three, yeah. We, yeah, we had uh, you know, the, the, the president of the United States calling the, the, the guys that were kneeling uh, you know, terrible things. And yeah, and, SOBs and, is what he called them. Huh? SOBs is what he called them. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, I looked hard for, to see how many white guys, being a white guy, I want to see white guys kneel with their, their black brethren that they're sweating and, and bleeding with on the field every day. And honestly, I just didn't see a whole lot. I, Chris Long is the one guy that I remember, Howie Long's son. I remember him being up there and doing it. And, and, and granted, I may be wrong. There may be more than that, that, that I didn't necessarily notice, but, um, what I think is going to be fascinating that really hasn't gotten a whole lot of play yet is that this, whatever, whenever the next season is played, be it coming up in 2020 in four weeks or whether it's pushed to 2021, I think it's going to be 2020. It's going to be fascinating because it's going to be completely inverted. The majority, the 99% of, well, I'm sorry, before I get to that, look at all the public backlash from mostly white people, mostly white conservative folks, about black players kneeling. You know, the age-old systemic racism piece with a powerful media company being able to change the narrative. This kneeling that Colin Kaepernick said 
was directly in, uh, in response to the abuse of power by certain police officers around the United States and having innocent young men and women of color murdered uh, in plain sight. That is what Colin Kaepernick, that's why he kneeled. The response by the conservative white right was to vilify him and to crucify him and to change exactly what he was trying to do and the words he was trying to say. Now, turn this around. Now, in 2020, I believe we're going to see 98% of guys kneeling. And we're going to have the owners, the commissioner, TV uh, stations, and so forth, all backing the players 100%. Is what it sounds like is going to happen. So now it's going to be really interesting to see what plays out from that. Who cares what the president says? But how does this play out all together is going to be fascinating to watch. Well, not to watch as, a, as an entertainment value, but fascinating from a social uh, justice value. I think it's going to have real traction and it's going to really make a difference. Football is the number one sport in our country. You have all these folks symbolically trying to take a stand and make a statement. Two years ago, they've tried to, they were, they were thwarted, much like the Black Panther Party. It tried to be eliminated. Some guys hung in there and stayed with it. Now it's turned. Now Black Lives Matter is a, is a force uh, to be reckoned with from, a, uh, from white people, from people of color around the world. People are saying enough is enough. Systemic racism, enough is enough. I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it's going to play out. Well, two things. Number one, um, you know, as a Los Angeles Lakers fan, and I use the word pivot, so I'm pivoting back to basketball. Uh, the greatest pivot man in in all of sports is Akeem Olajuwon. <laughs> the greatest pivot man. Oh, Akeem! I, I, wait, wait, wait! You you went into basketball and didn't mention your boy LeBron yet? I'm coming. We're I'm 30 coming. seconds in this. You haven't mentioned LeBron yet. That's hard well, to do. Well, you stopped me before I was able to get there. I, 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 was, <laughs> I was coming that way. <laughs> I was coming that way because uh, my point number one was you, you, you were saying, you know, they, they you know, probably should just wait to 2021, cancel this season. I don't want to do that because LeBron, uh, I, I want LeBron to win two, if not three more rings. And so this season is very mission critical to that cause. So I need okay. this season to continue to play out. I know, right. I, I know I'm wearing a Detroit Piston hat, but don't come at me. If you guys have been watching the show, listening to the show long enough. You know right. I'm not leading to lies. I'm only wearing this because my hair ain't done. <laughs> so right now, that's the only reason why right. a piston hat is hey. my undone. Hey. LeBron needs to go ahead and win his championship while the Warriors are taking a little siesta. You know, let, let the Warriors take a little bit of break. Hey, everybody gets a chance to win the championship. Just wait until we reload next year. Then it'll be really something to watch. Now nobody's watching. Who cares? Whatever. Anytime you get somebody from Oakland, California, <laughs> born and bred, you know, they always got to bring up the, the, the old Golden State Golden State Warriors. Let me tell you something. But you're going to make a bigger point. I'm sorry for interrupting. I by, was by trying to make a bigger point. The greatest basketball team ever. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was trying to make a bigger point. That bigger point was I need LeBron to do that. I need this season to go ahead and play out. Regardless of how I may feel about, you know, sports going on, 
because I need LeBron to win another, another chip, and he stands a pretty good opportunity to do that in this season. That's point number one, along with my Akeem Olajuwon, uh, because you talked about the – you just brought the word pivot, and I just felt I can't not bring him up. The with, dream. When the word pivot was stated. Uh, but, the, but the main thing about this is, is you're right. I think there is going to be a pivot uh, among a number of industries, media, sports, entertainment, people actually embracing that expression of freedom of speech, uh, kneeling during the national anthem until we can bring about the awareness that yeah. Colin Kaepernick and some of the other early contributors of this movement uh, was really speaking to, and that is the, 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 the brutality that's happening big time in uh, largely black and brown communities by our police officers. Um, I, you know, I think the other thing that is worth noting is, is too, um, you know, I just believe that it's good for people to be able to uh, express, re regardless of, uh, of their stance, express it how they want to express it. I mean, we saw uh, the coach, the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs, Greg Popovich, and we yeah. know Greg Popovich is a staunch supporter uh, yeah. of, of, of Black Lives valuing or, be, or valuing Black Lives, Black Lives Matter. Um, and, you know, that very first game, he chose to stand, you know. And, and so I think that us taking away a person's right, which is a part of our amendment, their right to express how they feel in the way that they feel they should express it. I think what we're going to begin seeing is just a, 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 uh, a universal embrace of people expressing how they want to, how they feel in the way that they feel it uh, to the fullest degree that they want to express. I think that's important that we take that piece away from this conversation as well. Did you happen to see the, the, the picture? Who is he with these days? Uh, when I, huh? Coonrod is his name. Uh, Mr. Coonrod, I can't remember what his first name is. Yeah, I. You, but I, you told me about that. But yeah, a couple of so, days later, you know what was else, what else? What else is interesting? A black man on the Orlando Magic. Did you see that? I did see that. Oh. Well, right, right. So exactly right. Very interesting reasons. Well, it seemed. Well, the the basketball player didn't seem like he went too in depth as to where he was coming from. But you're right, they were both very, but they're both for the same reason. They both said because they're Christian. But now uh, Coonrod, the pitcher, who's white, said that his reason was, uh, I, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially said, because I'm a Christian. And he also said that because he, you know, respects the military, some, something along those lines, which is, you know, age old, you know, this is, this, this is the, what we're talking about as far as the systemic racism where, you know, someone's standing for something, but no, you, you as a white person tell him that he's standing for something different. So I was disappointed in that, but I guess, as you're saying, everyone has the, the opportunity to express themselves as they wish, as ignorant as it may be sometimes, as informed as it may be sometimes, you know, we have that right. And that's what America is. So, you know, I guess I shouldn't be, I, I should want all, you know, all opinions to be expressed. But the basketball guy was interesting, too. I didn't – now, maybe you saw – I didn't see him going to too much depth 
as to what he meant. I don't know if he's really thought it all the way through, but the next question is what I want to hear from him uh, is what does that mean? What are you saying? Well, and, and, and I'm sorry, one last thing. It seemed like from him that he was coming from a stance of embracing everyone and not wanting to, you know, wanting to support uh, everyone as we try to fix this problem um, and not choose necessarily a side in this way. Uh, did, did you see it or what were you going to say about it? Yeah, so. Did you see it that way? Well, so it's interesting. Um, I'm trying to pull it up because the thing about him is, you know, he is a long time outward supporter of or expressor of his Christian faith and values. And so when that came about, I'm just trying to find because he did post something. Here it is. Um, he did post something to his to his Instagram that I thought was 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 important. Um, you know, of course, before the fall or before his injury, I mean, he got he got ravaged. Oh, and you know what? It's something about it. He took it down. He took it down. Oh, did he? Yeah, so that's interesting. So, um, yeah, I can't speak to it because he took it down and I didn't. Uh, well, I'm trying to find Kunra's quote, too. So let's just stick with what is quoted here is that he said, I'm a Christian. Just kind of left it at that. Now, for me, you know, as our conversations go between you and I, what does that mean? And I think, what does that mean in light of Christianity? is just as fascinating as the issue of race is right now on top of it because you know for quite a long time white supremacy has been has hidden themselves within christian parts of christianity and white supremacy has also been a large part of the federal government for as long as our as our company country has been here so all those things we need to untie all that these, those are the type of conversations we need to be having. So I want to hear what Mr. Kuhnrein has to say and what your boy in the NBA has to say, and let's, and let's pull that out. But as a preacher, as a pastor, how do you feel about that, 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 that interwoven fabric that I just mentioned? <sighs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Get that deep breath. I like it. This is only supposed to be an hour show. And, uh, oh, so, so here's the thing. Um, let me walk back and then I'm, I'm, then I'm, then I'm going to come back forward. I think one of the things that we have to be um, open to is when we say we want to have the conversation or when we say these are the conversations that we need to be having, we need to be prepared for uh, the talk track that sounds different from our talk track, um, sure. you, you know, because it's, it's very easy to say, Hey, we need to be having these conversations and I'm guilty of this. We need to be having these conversations. This is what, this is what we need to be talking about in this arena or in that arena. Uh, but, but, but the truth is it becomes very uncomfortable 
And a lot of times we don't handle it well when the person on the other side of the table, the proverbial table, as it were, um, has feelings or thoughts or uh, opinions that are not just a little off from how, how we think or how we believe, but the, but the extreme opposite from what right. we think or you know, how we are opinionated or wired. So, and, I, and I've been having this, that, that conversation with a number of friends in my circle because, you know, I had, I had to remind us, you know, we ask for this conversation. So right. the, things, the, the things that we're now hearing uh, coming out of that conversation, we have to temper it with as much grace, um, as much mercy, and handle it with a lot of tender love. Uh, because that's just the way that I believe that I, that we are prescribed to do it, um, according to my my uh, subscription to the teachings of Jesus. But that being sure. said, that being said, um, I think that it is. I think that Christians as a whole, we need to be very careful um, when it comes down to. Yes, our faith should be woven into every fabric of our lives. I think that's what makes it a beautiful expression of our faith. It is that 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 thread not being uh, intimidated by any fraction of our life and being able to come into it and allow it to, um, uh, uh, you know, allow it to have a free reign of expression in our culture. I think the danger that we find ourselves in or that a lot of people find themselves in is they are led by what they believe before they are educated about it. And, and I think true faith really looks at it from the opposite end. I, I think that uh, there isn't anything that people should be offended by, by, you know, scratching beneath the surface and digging deeper, getting the information before you then uh, make a statement of or fixating your position on this is what I believe and why I believe it, regardless of what everything else may be telling me about this thing. Um, so, so, so for me, I just think that, you know, before an athlete, before a preacher, before uh, a business person, you know, begins to speak up and say things like, hey, I, I'm doing this because I'm a Christian. Well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. what, does, what, does, what does your faith have to do with your um, uh, uh, stance or position on this? And don't just give it to me from the optics of, you know, well, well because this is what largely, you know, our faith and because really when it becomes that, it's really not the faith piece. It is the right. political affiliation of it. And that's right. what we're really starting to see in this context during this environment of all that we're going through. We're seeing more of not the faith piece, but the political allegiance overriding the faith piece. Right. Because when you really right. dig in deep to it, um, you will really find that a lot of the things that they're saying they believe, well, when you really dig into it in terms of the teachings of Jesus Christ, which is the basis of our Christianity, 
uh, it really doesn't say that or state that as it relates to our faith. So, I, you know, I just think there's a lot more that we need to really dig into and unpack before we make these public oversweeping statements. So, yeah, I, I'm all for that. I completely agree with what you're saying, but <laughs> I think, so how do I say this to be inclusive? Um, the people of color have been having this conversation for a long time. How race intertwines with government, how race intertwines with our lives and systemic racism. The problem is when my people, when white folks start engaging in the conversation, we get nervous and we get upset because we don't want to take responsibility for more than we feel that we've, you know, been a part of. So for me, that's part of what's held this whole thing together to where it's been hard to have conversations because white folks like me have refused to even have this conversation. So that's why, for me, that's why this is a hard conversation is because there's been a refusal for decades and decades and decades to even consider systemic racism at all. And then you tie in the church and Christianity. Well, there's a reason why Christianity and the church has been tied into this conversation because that's what people, a lot of people, white people and people of color, some have hid behind in order to justify that, you know, things are, are status quo is okay. So you're absolutely right. This is a complicated conversation, but it really needs to be uh, understood that this needs to happen. We need to move forward. And the only way we're going to move forward is be able to have to hash it out and really get to the crux of what's going on. Jesus was not a racist. Jesus did not believe in, in, in a lot of things that are going on right now. So if we just keep it simple and say, hey, did Jesus teach this? Did Jesus believe in this, in his actions, and his behavior while he was on earth? That's what we're supposed to follow. And a lot of times the Christian church, the Christian faith, not the, in total, not everyone, not all police officers are bad, not all white people are bad. However, there's been a big chunk that has contributed to the racial problems that we've had from white people, because it's a white person problem, from the power of the government, police are part of the power of the government, and from the Christian faith, a lot of the Christian faith, the leadership of the Christian faith and how it's directed and led as a whole contributes to all that. So that's why it's a problem. That's why it's going to be difficult to discuss because a lot of people are going to have to say, you know what, you're right and I'm wrong. Do you think that that, are you hopeful that we will get to that place of not just people saying, hey, you're right, I'm wrong, but now what can I do to change? Yes, I think this is an opportunity. I think we have a chance to catapult forward as a society because there's so many white people that I've seen in my, in my life, in my circles, what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, what I'm reading, I think the problem with, let me just put it simply, the problem with systemic racism for the last 50 years, let's just keep it the last 50 years, is that not enough white people have engaged. 
and have been willing to get into the fight. In my opinion, now we are getting those types of numbers. It's, it's indicative of what we're seeing with the NFL and the kneeling situation that we talked about. Completely inverted. I feel now, only now, we're seeing enough. And I want to say enough. That's a bad word. We're seeing the numbers of white people increase. I think every time there's an incident that happens, we get more white people to engage. This time, to watch a public lynching happen on our TV set, on our computers and our phones, to watch it happen and see the expression on the police officer's face that says, I am invincible. I can't, I am in control here. I can, I can take this man's life anytime I want. That's what was said in his face. For us to watch that, for me, thank goodness, finally enough white people are saying enough is enough. And they've been, they're partners within our country. We need this to happen. I think this is an opportunity for us as a society to move forward. So yes, I'm optimistic. Well, let me say this. I think the true, true, uh, the true tale sign of us having the critical mass, uh, the, the numbers on our side uh, this time around, to me, it's really going to show up in November. I mean, to me, November becomes put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Let's step up and let's yeah. really show that it's not just the margin in the streets. It's not just the chance. Uh, we, we are really foreseeing change happen. And uh, my hope and my prayer is that we actually see it realized in an overwhelming way come November. I agree. That's a good place to tie this up. We, uh, it's great being back with you, man. I, I always appreciate our conversations, be they public or private. Um, lots of good juicy stuff to talk about. And, uh, and it was great to, it was great to do it all over again. So let, let's do it again every week as we did before and let's get back on track. Get back on track. It's been a great time. So good to be back with you, our, our loyal and faithful listeners. And thank you all for all the emails and the comments on social media are requesting that we come back and uh, get back in the swing of things because you, for some reason or another, appreciate the, our voice and the value that we contribute to these topics that are happening in our world. Well, until next time, I'm the preacher. I'm the catcher. And we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Preacher and the Catcher podcast. Before you go, we'd like to humbly ask if you might take a little time to like us on our Facebook page, The Preacher and the Catcher. We would also appreciate it if you might offer a positive review on iTunes or wherever you receive your podcasts. If you would like to send us a message, you can use our email address, which is contact at thepreacherandthecatcher.com. If you would prefer to send a tweet, you can find us on Twitter with at PreacherCatcher. Lastly, we would like to thank our musical director, D. Duran Goff, and our producer, Drew Michael, and Branch Creative Studios. It has been an honor to have you here with us. We hope you come back for another one of our podcasts soon.